0: This is the Make Dementia Your Bitch podcast, where I explain how caregivers can lovingly respond to confusing or challenging behaviors and reconnect with family members living with dementia. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes and is no substitute for medical advice or care. Hello friend, this is Rita Jablonski, and welcome to episode 64, where I am going to talk about apathy, which is in response to, why do some people with dementia not want to do anything? I experienced some technical problems with my software, so that has delayed my recording and release of this episode. That's what's been happening this week. It seems me and laptops don't want to get along. I had thought about doing a Halloween episode, but with Halloween already right on the heels, I decided to switch topics, and I'm glad I did because I've been trying to record this since last Saturday. But that being a situation, I want to dive into the topic. One of the most frustrating aspects of dementia is when the person living with dementia has no motivation to do anything. This extreme lack of motivation is called apathy has different causes in people living with behavioral variant FTD than with people with other dementias. And as a reminder, behavioral variant FTD is behavioral variant frontotemporal dementia that dementia looks way different than the other dementias in the beginning. And if you want a refresher, I do talk about it in episode one, and I do have podcast episodes specifically geared toward behavioral variant FTD. So in today's podcast, I'm going to explain what causes apathy that I don't want to do anything, depending on the type of dementia, and as I always do, We'll provide some approaches to successfully handle the apathy. Before I go further, I do want to give a shout out to Joyce. Yes, Joyce, I told you last week I would give you a shout out. I met Joyce last week and she told me that she listens regularly to this podcast and even more importantly, that it is helping her care for her family member living with dementia, which is why I do this podcast. Plus, this podcast is my creative outlet. Some people paint, some people play a musical instrument, me, I podcast. Once a geek, always a geek. I fly my geek flag high and proud. But anyway, I told Joyce I was going to give her a shout out, so I did. (laughs) As I noted a couple of minutes ago, the word to describe this lack of motivation is apathy caregivers get very frustrated when they encounter apathy and they often blame the person living with dementia. I hear statements like, why can't she see that she needs to get off the couch and take a shower? Or I hear he takes off his clothes and just dumps them on the floor instead of putting them in the laundry basket. Why doesn't he realize this? I mean, the laundry basket is three feet away from where he dropped his clothes. Some caregivers even tell me that their family member constantly procrastinates. Apathy is different than procrastination. Procrastination is an avoidance behavior. We're trying to avoid pain. We all use procrastination to temporarily delay dealing with a difficult or painful activity. One thing many of us, myself included, procrastinate on is physical activity. I know that I feel better after I work out or swim, but I'm a good 25 pounds overweight right now, and I hate how I look in my gym clothes and I really hate how I look in my bathing suit. Plus, I work out at the University Rec Center, and it is always an exercise in humility to be standing in the locker room, butt-ass naked, while I'm trying to squeeze into my bathing suit or workout gear, and I hear, Hi, Dr. Jablonski! I look up, and there stands one or two of my students. It used to freak me out, but after doing this for 10 years, I just smile and say hi. Anyway, I can find a million reasons to skip a workout to delay the effort and the associated anxiety that comes with it. I'm bringing this distinction up because how many of us have told our friends, I know I need to go to the gym, or I know I need to start an an exercise routine, but I don't feel motivated. That is partly true. Usually, The real issue is that we are avoiding heading to the gym or starting that exercise routine because we are trying to avoid short-term discomfort, trade-offs, and or embarrassment. By trade-offs, I'm talking about the changes in our lives that we need to make to incorporate more physical activity, such as having to get up 30 minutes early to add a workout routine, to our already busy lives, or heading to the gym after work when all we want to do is head home, eat some dinner, and chill. Eventually, our desire for weight loss or more energy or a toned body or all of the above overrides these negative emotions and trade-offs and we hit the weights or decide to go for a walk during our lunch break. That's how procrastination works with people without cognitive issues. The situation is different in people living with dementia who demonstrate apathy. Apathy and behavioral variant FTD can first show up in the mild to moderate stages. There is a part of the brain called the anterior cingulate cortex And there's a other couple of pieces too, but I want to talk about the anterior cingulate cortex, which is at the top of the head, about a couple of inches from the forehead, roughly speaking. This is one part of the brain that holds your motivation to plan the steps for activities, to start those steps, and to put those steps in the right order. Going back to the physical activity example Your anterior cingulate cortex helps you to decide, yes, you are going to get in shape. Your anterior cingulate cortex helps you to plan the steps for getting in shape. Then, the anterior cingulate cortex helps you to put those steps in the right order. For example, I'm going to go swim at the rec center before work, so I'll pack toiletries, and a blow dryer, plus bring my work clothes. I'll pack everything up the night before and put it in my car so I don't forget anything in the morning. All right? Here is where the difference comes in between those with dementia and those without. You and I may decide going to swim before going into work is too much effort right now. I'll start next week that is the procrastination weighing in. In people living with behavioral variant FTD, there is simply not enough brain cells in the anterior cingulate cortex to reach the level of motivation that sparks action. I'm gonna say that again. You need a certain amount of brain cell activity to reach a level of motivation that sparks action think about a shopping cart it takes more push to start the shopping cart to move than to keep it moving it takes more battery juice to start a car's engine than to keep the engine going which is why a weak car battery doesn't work on a very cold winter morning For those of you caring for people with behavioral variant FTD, you can compensate for the lack of motivation, for the apathy in a couple of ways. The first is to start the activity with your family member. If you want your family member to do some yard work, like raking up leaves or even shoveling snow, you are going to have to get out there with your family member and get them started. Once they are raking the leaves or shoveling the snow, you can usually go do something else, but need to check in on them every 10 to 15 minutes. It takes a little trial and error to figure out your family members need for supervision before they get distracted and stop the activity or move on to something else. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about some more strategies for handling apathy, not just in behavioral variant FTD, but when apathy shows up in some of the other dementias. What's going on? Family members share their frustrations with me when they ask the person living with behavioral variant FTD to do some chores while they take care of other things. One approach I see family caregivers take is to ask the person living with behavioral variant FTD to do an activity when you want to. Here is the problem. The person living with behavioral variant FTD is never going to want to do the activity. Recently, I spoke with a person living with behavioral variant FTD, and I asked him about his feelings of apathy. He replied, I know that there are things that need to be done around the house. I just don't care. It doesn't bother me. There was a time that I would have been upset about how things look. I don't feel upset anymore. This is another critical difference between those with behavioral variant FTD and their family caregivers. For example, I may not want to clean my kitchen. I may not feel like it. But at some critical point, I look around the kitchen and say, Damn it, this is gross. This is unacceptable. And I clean up my kitchen. Or I reach a point where my office is just so cluttered, I can't stand it anymore, and I stop and I declutter my office. This is what I call the pain point. All of us get to a place where putting off household chores reaches a pain point. We have to declutter the living room or the office. We have to clean the kitchen. We have to weed the garden because we are bothered by how things just look. People living with behavioral variant FTD do not have that pain point. In fact, people living with behavioral variant, FTD, are not concerned with negative consequences. Negative consequences mean nothing to them because the parts of the brain that wants to avoid the pain of negative consequences are offline. In my case, I fear the arrival of ants in my kitchen, so I keep things neat and clean. Those ants are my negative consequence. If I had behavioral variant FTD, I'd see those ants crawling all over the dirty dishes in the sink and feel nothing. Rewards work better for people living with behavioral variant FTD. The reward can be a favorite food, as long as the person with behavioral variant FTD doesn't have problems with wanting to overconsume that food. The reward can be a favorite activity. For someone with mild behavioral variant FTD, ask them what they would like as a reward for completing specific tasks. Apathy also shows up in the moderate to late moderate stages of other dementias because of the loss of procedural memories. Procedural memories are memories of how to do things. The loss of procedural memories are so extensive that the person living with dementia may literally have no idea what step to do first. They also do not have enough cognitive ability to complete tasks. They're frozen, they, they literally are unsure what to do next, and it appears to be apathy. They appear to not want to do something, but really, they're stuck. You can help with their apathy by doing something called chaining. Chaining means you start the task, and they finish the task, You can add gestures and pantomime to chaining to help your family member complete as much of their care activities as possible. I hope this information was helpful. I do have a couple of uh, announcements. The free dementia education and support webinar that I do every month will be Monday, November 7th at 6 p.m. Central. Registration information can be found in the show notes. I will also be speaking at the annual caregiver conference, which is hosted by the East Alabama Area Agency on Aging at JMU in Anniston, Friday, and I just forgot what date Friday is, November 4th. Ah, Stress. So anyway, I will be speaking live at this conference this Friday, November 4th. The conference runs from 7.30 to 4. I have three different presentations. I have the link in the show notes. If you are in the area and you wish to attend, you can click the link and register. It is free, and it's hosted by the East Alabama Area Agency on Aging. So hopefully... I'll see some of you there. Thank you very much for listening and for being part of this process and for being so patient with me as I continue to fight with the software and continue to gain experience with podcasting. As I've said before, I'm an expert in dementia behaviors. I know enough to be dangerous as a podcaster. So thank you for putting up with my my glitches. And it's always one of my favorite things to do to connect with you and to speak with you. I, I look forward to this every week and I get so frustrated when the, when, when the damn things don't work. But we're in this together and together we're going to make dementia our bitch. I hope you found this podcast helpful please rate and review on your favorite podcast platform so other dementia caregivers can find this podcast. If you are a caregiver for someone with dementia and need help understanding and dealing with these behaviors, please contact me. You can find me on Facebook, Make Dementia Your B, or email me info at makedementiayourbitch.com.